Hi, this is Sharice Kenyon, and you're listening to the Beauty Me podcast, all about beauty beyond the BS. This episode is a roundup of some of my favorite moments and looks to come out of London Fashion Week Spring Summer 2024. I'll also be sharing a review of the new, well, the very first product to come from my friend, makeup artist and friend of the show, Katie Jane Hughes. So stay tuned for that. By the way, before I get into it, be sure to check out my free newsletter. It's going to stay free, by the way because that way you'll get to see all the visuals of the shows and Katie's products that I'm talking about in this episode. You can sign up at beautymenotes.substat.com. So first of all, I was in London for eight days. So I traveled with a mini podcast kit, two cameras, two tripods, plus a set of lights. And that's on top of my clothes, my accessories, and of course, my skincare and makeup, which is just... I think that's the hardest area in which you can kind of like say, do I really need this? Um, I feel clothes are an easier thing to kind of break down into looks and swapping in things. But makeup is like, you know, I don't know what I'm going to feel like each day. So suffice to say, my case was really, really heavy. I actually carried a case, a camera bag and the set of lights on my own. And I really had to rely on Ubers, taxis and the kindness of strangers. So shout out to the man who helped me off the train at London Euston on Monday morning. I really appreciate you. (laughs) So that morning I was headed to my first event, which was for Katie Jane Hughes launch. She launched the Hyper Shine Highlight Kit at 9am that day. And from then on that week, I had something going on every day. I don't know about you, but when I travel for work, I really try not to double up, meaning not having more than one thing each day because when it's every day and there's the travel involved and there's my kit I just know myself I know that I can easily get burnt out so I had something on every day one of those events as you've probably seen if you follow me on Instagram or TikTok was that I went to Vogue World and I'm definitely recording a whole separate episode about Vogue World that'll come out next week because I have a lot of thoughts and many of those thoughts I'm still processing. Many of those thoughts I'm not sure if I should share. So I'm just working out in my head, but you can definitely look forward to hearing my thoughts on Vogue World next week. Another event I attended was Milk Makeup. They were launching the new Pore Eclipse Powder and the gorgeous new Odyssey Lip Oil Gloss. If you want to know more about any of that, I actually did an episode last Friday, episode 216, where I sit down with Milk Makeup co-founder Zana Roberts-Rassi. She is amazing. You will love that episode. I guarantee it. Alongside these events and catching up with a couple of my good friends, Of course, London Fashion Week was also happening. So as always, that meant that London was even more vibrant and hectic than usual. But I really did love it. Whenever I go back to London, I just feel like I can slot in and get on with what I want, see the most amazing things, the most inspiring people. I still think that London is probably the most exciting of the international fashion weeks when you compare it to Paris, Milan and New York. And that's not just because I'm from the UK. I just think London has always had that edge. 
even despite the fact that the fashion industry is kind of undergoing a lot of turmoil at the moment when it comes to sustainability. But yeah, it was a fun London Fashion Week for me. And one thing that I was determined would not happen this time around was that I would get sick. Like every September, for some reason, every September Fashion Week, which is always when you look ahead to spring, summer, the following year, I seem to get run down and sick. And oftentimes I feel like in the past when I've traveled for the International Fashion Weeks, um, when I've been working for like newspapers or magazines, I get into this pattern of very poor eating. It's all about endless caffeine and sugary snacks, um, maybe some backstage carbs, although I feel like they're less available these days with budgets. Um, And then I tend to go and crash a hotel and have room service or takeaway late at night, only to wake up with stomachache and a new breakout. So this time around, there was no hotel involved. Nobody was putting me up. This time around, I was staying with a friend for the entire week. So thank you so much. You know who you are. I was staying in Norwood Junction, which is, I guess it's a borough in London. I'm not very good at things like this, but I stayed there all week. And I was so ecstatic when I first arrived to see that there was a coffee shop. And I don't mean a chain. I don't mean Starbucks or Costa. I mean a little coffee shop that caters to people who enjoy coffee and they're called Four Burrows and it just made me so happy that I could have my coffee each day but aside from that I didn't want to get into the rut of just eating junk and sugar while I was in London so I'd have my coffee my oat milk latte just in case you're wondering if you ever want to buy me a coffee and then I'd make sure I had some kind of breakfast that featured protein and hopefully something green and Worst case scenario, that would mean going to Joe and the Juice for one of their green gain smoothies. It's one of my favorites. It's vegan and it's got protein in it. So yeah. But anyway, enough about me and my eating habits. Um, I was lucky enough to attend three beautiful shows at London Fashion Week. So I thought I'd share my take on each one with you. The first show I was invited to was Udon Choi, a Korean designer based in London. I was kindly invited by Korean beauty brand Laneige, whose products were used in the looks. And they also partnered with Udon to create the most, just these really cute and useful goodie bags for all attendees and the products inside. I'm definitely going to come back to you and talk about those because they were so hydrating If you don't already know Laneige, then you must check out episode 212, where I do a deep dive into their cult product, the lip sleeping mask. Oh my God, even in that episode, I couldn't say sleeping. I have a really, I don't think I can say sleeping. I can't believe it's haunting me again. But anyway, the Udon Choi show was held at St. Paul's Church in Covent Garden. Now, if you've ever visited the garden at this church, you will know that it is this beautiful little oasis of calm that you would never expect from such a tourist attraction. I'm just going to be honest here. For me, even when I lived in London, Covent Garden was that place that I would avoid. I cannot stand, sorry tourists, but that type of tourist that stands still in the middle of the street, you know, that just like stand still with a map or stand still with their phone in the middle of the street or looking up at a building and you kind of have to like work your way around them because they just don't see you and they are not about to move. So 
Covent Garden has always been one of those places I would avoid, but I am so glad that I got to see this beautiful location. While the show took place outside where you could, you know, you could hear the birds singing. I actually got a little audio of that for you. There was a real kind of magical feel when you arrived. Everything was just like neatly laid out for the show. But the real magic was inside the church because that was where all the dressing, hair and makeup was taking place. Like imagine the pews of the church, you know, where you sit down in the church. They would have boxes of shoes stacked up all along. The two things that I really loved about this show that I noticed straight away was one, the diversity in skin tone. I saw pale redheads, Asian models and dark skin models. And I also, secondly, loved the use of mature models. There were two models who appeared to be maybe late 40s, 50s, and there was another one in her 60s. So in total, that was three. And that doesn't sound a lot, but that's quite a lot for a show. I'm not saying it's enough, but that's quite a lot for a fashion week show. So I really felt that they made a difference. So let's talk about the look of this show. Udon Choi is known as a brand that definitely leans into masculine tailoring. And as such, I felt the looks were really effortless and genderless. The hair was all about working with the natural texture of each model and the makeup was really more focused on skin. Makeup artist Adam DeCruz led the makeup team in creating this really high shine skin finish. It was all focused on using Laneige skincare. So he would add a toner and then add a milky essence and kind of like keep patting the skin to kind of really build up what you might call a natural highlighter. Apparently, the initial beauty look would have featured just a third of the models wearing blush, but on the day, which was the most beautiful day with the brightest, clearest blue sky. They ended up deciding that every model of every skin tone would wear a really vibrant pink blush. And I love that they shared this detail because it just shows that you can plan everything to a T, but sometimes things can change on the day and just be even better than you imagined. The blush was so pretty. And I really think that's a key look that will come through for spring, summer. It's like, if you can't be bothered to do anything else with your face, sticking on blusher always makes you feel and look alive. So I think this is a very, if you're into trends, this is a really easy trend to follow. The next show was Febben, a hotly anticipated show. I feel like a lot of people wanted a ticket to this show and I'm so grateful that I was invited by the wonderful makeup artist B Suite. She was kind enough to let me follow her and her team backstage. And if you don't already know who B is, then you have to listen to my interview with her on episode 211 because it's already the most popular episode of this year. And honestly, I put that down to her name. She's called Be Sweet and she is so sweet by nature and she's just very open and willing to share. So thank you again, B, for having me. So back to Febben, I would say the reason the show was so hotly anticipated is because Febben's already worked with the likes of Janelle Monet and Erica Badu. Beyonce asked her to create costumes for the video for Brown Skin Girl. And I think what really makes Febben Febben is the fact that she's an Ethiopian woman born in North Korea who grew up in Sweden before moving to London. And you can really see this global influence in the pieces she creates. And all of them are just very flattering on the body. I love the way Febben is able to 
drape and create shapes with fabric. So backstage, I have to say, Febben was one of the most chilled backstage environments I have ever been in. And trust me, backstage can get hot, sweaty, angry even. But it was so chilled at Febben and B's team, which included Hannah Boost. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, Hannah. Vivian Mello and Shiny Mushington all used Code 8 beauty products to create a look focused on smooth brows, soft bronze, controlled shine on the eyes and lips. So it was very much in B's kind of signature style. B is very into color and shine, but she likes to control what she's working with. I also love that on some of the models, B actually painted her own hands and then she would press them onto the model's skin to leave behind these handprints that would also complement the prints on the clothes. So it was just a very natural kind of organic thing to do that actually really worked very well. The hair for the Febben show was led by Effie Davies. I should have known this because my background is definitely in the hair world and I know Effie's work and I was like is that Effie Davies but I just didn't want to disturb her so Effie if you're listening I love your work Effie is the international artistic director for Tony and Guy which is a brand that's synonymous with London Fashion Week like Tony and Guy you will always find them working at Fashion Week and I really need to get the information on the gel that was used because Many of the models had this really slick, shiny style without being stiff. And I was just like, I need to know what gel was used. My hair is really short at the moment. So I'm all about using gel to control it, slick it, push it back. And honestly, when I first arrived in London, I was like, oh, I'm going to blow dry it and I'm going to use my straighteners to give myself a fluffy fringe. And I was like, no, in this heat, I just need gel to get it out of the way. When it comes to the other models that maybe didn't have straight hair, I really loved how Afro textures and curls were just left intact. Everybody was kind of rocking a very individual look. It didn't feel like the models were cookie cutter versions of each other, you know, kind of like that 90s minimalism, you know, and all the models look the same. And I have to say, all of the models are pretty much always white. But in the Febben show, we saw every skin tone and we saw diversity of shape as well, which I loved to see. My next show was once again me being invited by Be Sweet and it was the Chet Lowe show. And I loved how the designer dedicated the show to all the people of color and queer people who don't feel sexy in their own bodies. If you check out the Chet Lowe Instagram a caption for some of the show imagery reads, you are seen, you are sexy, you are loved, you deserve love. And that message was definitely reflected in the makeup too. Here I'm just going to drop in B's breakdown of the look. Here she is backstage explaining the Chetlow makeup look to me. Hi, I'm B Sweet and you're backstage at Chetlow, SS24. We have green, red and blues, blacks and grey rectangles, tightly packed around the eye um, in, in smaller spaces and we have earlobes painted in a rectangle. 
all of the makeup features were kept deliberately genderless. So you can do the same brow on everyone, you can do the same skin on everyone, so it can flow between everybody. That was really important to check and it became really important to me for this show. So there were no distinguishable features between the two, apart from the eye, but the boys also have the earlobes. So there we go. That's Love it. it. Thank you. So of the colours that B mentioned there, my favourite was definitely this beautiful indigo blue because it, it seemed to have this shimmer to it. You're going to have to check out my Instagram or my TikTok to see the images that I took on the day so that you can kind of see it for yourself. I really fell in love with the blue. And I also showed the process of B applying the eyeshadow and then also applying that small touch of makeup to each model's ear as well that she mentioned there. When it comes to the hair for this show, it was led by Anna Cafone using Oribe and you could see it was absolutely a process. The hair at the front was super slick, but then I saw the team creating these structured shapes. So there'd be models with these really long braids and then the stylist would be kind of wrapping them. You know, um, back in the day when you maybe used to make a friendship <laughs> bracelet or what was that thing when people used to actually braid their hair and then tie thread around it to create these really colourful, thick kind of cords? It's very much the same backstage at Jetlow. They were wrapping these braids with cord and they kind of came out like these thick wires that could then be twisted and they added spiked ends. Anna said that she wanted the hair to emulate the elements of bondage seen in the clothing and it really did give an edge to the show. Finally, I just wanted to share one more comment on the hair in general that I saw for myself at Fashion Week. I wanted to show appreciation for all the professionals backstage working on the black models. And yes, some people will say, uh, why would you even point that out? It's, an, it's a must. It, of course, it should happen. And I'm sorry, but it doesn't. It's not, it's not always a thing where black models are catered to backstage. Yes, they might be booked for a job. But sometimes they might end up doing their own hair or be asked to turn up with their hair washed on the day or styled on the day. It is not always the case that black hair is catered to. So for me to be there seeing these hands working on creating the most beautiful looks, to see care, attention and respect paid to black hair, it just made me happy. So I wanted to share that. I wish I'd taken down every name of someone doing black hair. It just doesn't work like that when you're backstage. But yeah, just know I loved to see it. So before I move on to talking about Katie Jane Hughes' first product launch, don't forget you can see all of my visuals from the shows that I attended at beautymenotes.substat.com, my free newsletter. And you'll find some more visuals on my TikTok at Sharice Kenyon. So when I say it feels so important that Katie Jane Hughes has launched her first product, I really mean it. As a friend and a fan, I can very clearly remember those first days of seeing Katie using what she used to refer to then as her secret source. I didn't realize it would take a couple of years. I can't believe that time has passed, but I think that's a pandemic thing. I think we kind of feel like we've lost a year, but I just love the fact that Katie took her time. I think it's quite refreshing because yes, when you're a celebrity or a celebrity makeup artist, you have access to companies that can make you a product and then you just stick your name on it. They do the formula and you just say you love it. But Katie didn't do that. She took the time to really give us something that 
really worked and really reflected her love for makeup and also the process. If you don't know Katie Jane, I would say she is one of those makeup artists that is really there for you. It doesn't matter that she's doing Ashley Graham's makeup or Hailey Bieber's. She is there for you. Like if you ask Katie a question, you've got a very good chance of her answering you. She is not one of those makeup artists that's going to ignore you if you DM her. If you DM her a polite question, of course, but um, she is all about giving you the tools. I think she is one of the makeup artists that, you know, even when she's been on the show in the past, she talked about makeup being therapy. And I've actually had Katie on the show a couple of times, by the way. She came on back in September 2021. She did my makeup. She gave me like a 90s makeup look. And she also, so that was episode 91. And she also appeared on episode 47, September 2020. And that was, I remember when we met actually, it was like one of those few times during the pandemic when we were actually allowed to see people again, but you know, at a distance. And Casey was so lovely. She invited me down to Southport, which if you're a Katie fan, you'll know that's where her family's from here in the UK. So her product, which is the KJH Hyper Shine Highlight Kit, was absolutely born out of what she felt was missing. Yes, we have highlighters, but we don't really have highlighters that allow you to kind of mix the level of light that you want. Right now, the kit is available at kjhbrand.com and it can be shipped to the UK, US and Canada for now. But I'm sure her fan base will demand that it gets a worldwide release because it's already getting a lot of attention. Now, I did attend the launch, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show. She sent me this voice note to share with you. I am feeling so excited that Fashion Week is here. I'm so inspired by everything that's happening down the runway. I am so inspired by all the makeup looks that are happening. Um, and I am even more excited and inspired to be creating KJH brand and launching it on the 26th of September, right in the middle of Fashion Week. Um, this brand has truly um, been a labor of love for the past three and four years. Uh, and that I'm so excited that it's finally here. KJH brand is a brand all about education and how to really make a product work for you. And with that, I'm delivering a slightly overcomplicated highlight kit with two sets or two products inside the box and a brush so that I can teach the user of the product truly how to use it for themselves to make it the best for themselves. And so there'll be a lot of content. There'll be a lot of like personal messages and DMs. There'll be a lot of support and guidance along the way. And that is how this brand's going to start and hopefully how it will evolve. I am so grateful for your support and I can't wait. Lots of love. Bye. When it comes to the shade range for these Hyper Shine kits, we have light bronze, light copper, light gold and light pink, which is if you're a Hailey Bieber fan, you'll have likely seen it looking amazing on her skin. The pink one, I have to say, is my favorite. And I was actually gifted the light copper. So I can't wait to show you how that looks on my skin. I photographed my kit today and I definitely will share my review with you as soon as I can. I've been holding on. I've had this kit for over a week and I just didn't want to tarnish it with fingerprints or anything until I'd photographed it. But on my first impressions on the day after having Katie apply it to my cheeks, 
I would say this highlighter feels really easy to wear and it's really buildable. And I think that anybody can use it. It's a product designed with your preference in mind. So you're able to use the highlighter with or without the glowy serum that it comes with. Katie used her fingers on me, but the kit comes with a really well-designed brush that's perfect for sweeping or dabbing the product on. So I'm excited for you, Katie. And judging by the comments on Instagram, Reddit, X, formerly known as Twitter, the world is ready. And that's it for this week. I'd really love to know if you're planning on buying Katie's first KJH product. So feel free to get in touch in the DMs at Beauty Me Podcast on X or Instagram. Don't forget to sign up for my newsletter again, where I'll be sharing images of Katie's Hyper Shine Highlight Kit. You can find that at beautymenotes.substat.com and it's free once again. I keep saying that because I know the trend right now is for people to charge monthly fees for their newsletters and I am still very much about I want to give for free I really love that you take time to listen to me so why wouldn't I give you extra information for free so all I would ever ask in return actually if if there's ever something you feel like you want to do back I would just say please leave me a review leave a review on Spotify Apple or whatever you like to listen It takes you a minute, but it can make a massive difference to me. So feel free to leave a review, five star rating or, you know, whatever you feel like. You can also find me on TikTok at Sharice Kenyon, where I share kind of fun videos, lots of beauty breakdowns. That's what I'm known for. So make sure you find me over there. See you next time. And thanks for listening.